Hey, and welcome back to the Emeralds Review of The Bachelor. I'm Alexandra Adafera, podcast producer. I'm Becca Robbins, news editor. And let's just get right into it. Becca, what did you think about week four? I think we got a lot of new insights into a lot of the women and their relationships with Colton. Yeah. And I think we mended a couple bridges, too, but started a couple new fights and new enemies. Well, especially Courtney and Demi. Yes. That was, like, really weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and as much as I really did not want to be on Demi's side because of how much I'm not a fan of her. Yeah. <laughs> like, th- this is a little ridiculous, Courtney. Like, it's not Demi's fault that you didn't get up and go talk to Colton yeah. at that group date. Um, He wasn't going to come to you ever. So it's not Demi's fault that she took advantage of like, of her time and talk to Colton, and you didn't. I really, really wanted Colton to take away Demi's rose, like, so bad. I was like, (laughs) but I knew there weren't previews for it, so I was like, it's not gonna happen, but I really think that's how the episode should have ended. For those of you who don't watch it and just listen to us, um, basically, Demi, who is the villain of this season so far, and I think definitely will be for the rest of it, got into yet another brawl with a girl, Courtney, Demi ended up getting a rose at a date, like, before the rose ceremony, so that meant she was for sure staying, and then Courtney got really upset because she didn't get any more time with Colton and ultimately ended up going home, and I'm sure it's because she, I'm sure she's, like, 100% sure it's only because of Demi. Yeah, but that's, I'm sure that's what Courtney thinks. I mean, I think that was a big part of it, too. I mean, how could it not be? But they're Her and Colton's, like, Courtney and Colton's relationship definitely was not developed, like, at all. And at this point, like, he, I mean, girls are, like, saying they're falling in love with him. And, like, he's, like, picturing futures with some of the girls. Yeah, her relationship with him just was not progressing. And she wasn't progressing it and was just sitting back on the sidelines. She wasn't, like, fighting for him as hard as she should have been and could have been. Yeah. And she ultimately let that relationship with Colton go. And it definitely was not helped by the fact that Demi um, came and said something to Colton about her. For sure. Um, So even though that was really dramatic, that definitely was not the biggest part of this episode. This episode, the girls finally got to leave the mansion, which is a big part and tradition of The Bachelor and Bachelorette. They went to Singapore. Yes. And... Our podcast editor, Ryan, actually sent me a link that I wanted to bring up. Uh, It's by the Washington Post, and it's titled, The Bachelor Goes to Singapore and Perpetuates Nasty Stereotypes About Asian Food. Um, So there is a group date where a bunch of the girls in Colton go and try out a bunch of different traditional Asian dishes, and a lot of their reactions are, like, very negative, like saying, ooh, and all of these things to foods that aren't even gross. They're just not used to it. You know what I mean? So at one point, it's uh, Hannah. At one point, it's Hannah B. who eats a fish eye for Colton, and she's saying it's to, like, impress him and stuff, which I understand is kind of not... I could understand feeling uncomfortable eating that, but the way that those girls are, like, talking about the food saying how like gross and like weird it is this article is basically talking about how those foods are not gross and like weird 
to the people of Singapore. Like, that's literally why they're served. There's just, like, been a huge conversation about it. I don't know if you saw anything about it. Because, actually, I didn't see anything about it until Ryan sent it to me. But Yeah, I hadn't either until I saw that story. And when I thought about it, I was like, oh, yeah, I mean, that makes sense. You know, it's... And when... As soon as they went to Singapore, the first thing that popped into my head was, oh, you mean... The place from Crazy Rich Asians, <laughs> the movie, which, and they go to like pretty much all the locations that are featured in that movie too. And I, I don't know if it was some sort of deal with ABC where they were like, they said it was a bachelor first. So, yeah. And they never mentioned the movie Crazy Rich Asians mm-hmm. in, during it, you know? So I don't know if it probably was like a backdoor type marketing. I don't know. But yeah, it was just. Well, I'm, I'm actually looking at the article right now, and it's quoting Colton where he says, to weird food and to you, like to the woman. Mm. And like, that's just like weird. <laughs> Sorry, I just, <laughs> right underneath is just some things people have replied with on Twitter. And one person goes, this food is not weird if you are not white. Somebody else says, my least enjoyable part of any season of Hashtag The Bachelor is when they go to another country and laugh at slash disrespect slash gross out about local food and customs. Like, what an ugly American thing to do. And then another one says, from Claire Fallon, so we're still doing the thing where Asian food and culture are weird challenges for blonde girls to prove that they're game to do anything for love, eh? In 2019, hashtag The Bachelor. And The Bachelor has always been kind of questioned when it comes to race. I've, like I said in the past episode, been doing a lot of, like, Bachelor research. And... There's only been one black bachelorette. There's never been a black bachelor. Minorities tend to never win. Mm -hmm. That's typically white girl, blonde hair, blue eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, And so this just adds to the conversation, which which I think is, like, super, super interesting. I think it's a – I mean, it's something that, like, as a minority, I literally notice every single time I watch any sort of TV. Um, So it's, like, interesting to see, like, a conversation about it because, honestly, I've never had the conversation about it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. And it it's just it's really not that hard for them to go to these other locations, you know, to go travel to another country and like learn about the culture and respect it and Mm -hmm. like try the different Asian cuisines that maybe they would like that they might like or that they might that might surprise them. Not like, let's go find the weirdest thing that we think that they'll gross out about Mm -hmm. on the menu. Like, Let's go try this local cuisine and see, like, what what surprises you, what you like, like, mm-hmm. what, you know, or even something that you don't like, that's fine, but not something that's just labeled as weird yeah. or, like, nasty, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. The yeah. Bachelor definitely has a lot of growing to do. Oh, definitely. Sense. I mean, but at the same time, this is what, the 20-something season, so, like, yeah. they, and it's it's a formula. They do it all the time. There's yeah. There's a very, like, systemic formula to the show of... At this point in the show, we travel to this country and mm-hmm. we start to do this. And then at this point, we go to hometowns. And, mm-hmm. like, it's very formulaic and they do mm-hmm. it over and over. They're, like, and people... Why aren't you getting it right pe- yet? Yeah. And, well, and people, <laughs> I mean, including us, continue to watch it, you know? And yeah. <laughs> so uh, will they ever fix... Like, I don't... I just feel like they're, you know, it's not necessarily in their interest to, like, change it. They don't care. You know? Yeah. It's, I mean... Any press is good press, you know, <laughs> like there is controversy. People are watching it and talking about it. So 
So beyond Singapore, even though that was a huge part of the episode and obviously has sparked a lot of conversation, something else that I haven't seen a lot of conversation about was Kaylin's date. Um, Just as a reminder, Kaylin is Miss North Carolina. Uh, She's kind of feuding with Hannah from Alabama. (laughs) Yes, Hannah B. And so that's been most of their drama. And in their past conversations, Kaylin and Colton, you know, in discussing the whole Hannah stuff, Kaylin brings up how she has a really tough past and she wasn't just ready to talk about it yet. Mm-hmm. And in this episode, we get to hear it. And it's really just a very heavy subject. Yes. <laughs> Which was interesting, contrasted with the date that they had right before that, where she went and tried on all these beautiful clothes. And then they went and sat down for dinner. And she was like, hey, I want to tell you about something really traumatic that happened yeah. in my life. And it's like, whoa, okay. And I was telling, you know, I was kind of, I, I was debriefing with my mom at the end of the night because my mom watches it too. And um, I was telling her, because I always watch it with like all my roommates and some of my friends come over and all this. And the whole time, you know, we just talk and we laugh and like, you know, talk about what's going on in the show. But as soon as she started talking about that experience, we were all silent yeah. for like the next 15 or 20 minutes or however long that conversation took to happen. Mm-hmm. We were just completely silent. But it was just, I mean... For those of you who aren't super caught up, Kaylin revealed a moment in her past where her and friends were extremely taken advantage of and were abused and were drugged. And it was such a traumatic experience, of course. And I'm surprised she brought it up on camera. I would have pulled Colton aside and been like, I would have talked to the producers and been like, I know we can't really talk off camera, but like I'm telling him this off camera. So um, that was really... I don't know that I think I mean yeah like you said it, it brought like the room to silence she was really detailed too she wasn't just like you know when I was in college I was you know assaulted yeah like it was she, a crazy yeah she went through the night and mm-hmm. how it happened and how she didn't know what happened when she woke up and then a friend had to tell her what happened and how she um, you know, wouldn't talk about it for a long time and didn't tell her mom mm-hmm. that it happened until like a year after it happened. Yeah. And um, how her mom, you know, supported her in fighting for justice and like taking it to court and that kind of stuff, trying to get repercussions, uh, get repercussions for these men. And I, I, I found it like really brave of her. And just, yeah, the fact that she went into so much detail and was just not, you know, like, oh, I'll... You know, even if she did just say, you know, in my past, I had this um, experience that was really traumatic and, you know, I was sexually assaulted and all that. That still would have been brave of her to tell him that, especially on camera and on, you know, national television. But for her to be that open and that detailed with her story was really, um, I don't know, not, you know, was really um, just. Colton's response was also like super typical of like. It's, like, almost like how we're, like, struggling to talk about it. Yeah. As soon as she finished her story and the camera turned to him, I was totally ready for him to, you know, start the just, I don't know, like, the canned response or the typical response of people of people being, like, oh, I'm, I'm so, so sorry. sorry. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that was so hard, like, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I feel like he handled that with grace and then you learn a little bit more later of why he, you know, why he responded the way he did and could kind of, I mean, while he did say, I can't imagine what you've been through, 
he does have a little bit of knowledge, a little bit of insight of what she might have been feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so he didn't try to say something like, oh, I'm so sorry. Or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure that was hard type mm-hmm. thing. Because he's right. He doesn't know what yeah. she's, you know. And none of us do because we didn't experience it. But yeah. but then he went on to open up about how um, he dated a woman who was sexually abused herself. And, oh, and opened up about how that was, you know, a big part of why he is still a virgin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which was... Uh, really impressed me and you know made me like him even more in a terrible way but also a way that made me understand no but there's something about like not only people like listening but like I mean that's that's the way I like listen to people is that like I like really I don't know if that's necessarily the best way but like I acknowledged how he was like seeing it as a not even like let me let me tell my story over yours and it's more important, but more as like, you're not alone and I'm listening and like, I'm aware and all that stuff. And she also like mentioned how it affects her like sexual life. Yeah. He, you know, and he didn't say it in a way where he was trying to compare. Yeah. Yeah. Compare what he'd been through to what she'd been through. Yeah. Just in a way that where he was like as much as he could, that he could empathize, you know, and he could understand more than, the average person might be able to, but, you know, not in a way of, like, I know exactly what yeah. you're dealing with. Exactly. I'm interested to see how that kind of moves the, not even just their relationship, but, like, the season forward. Like, yes. I'm I'm intrigued. Because I feel like once you admit that, not admit, once you talk reveal about, re- sure, reveal, <laughs> talk about that with somebody it changes your underlying relationship a yes. lot. Yes. Once they know those things. Even if they don't end up together, I hope that I feel like something like this brings people together and I hope that they stay in each other's lives in a positive way. Yeah. And I just hope that it helped both of them in a sort of way to like like a comfort way. Yeah, just to share yeah. that and to have each other, you know, heard and like respected about it. I yeah. think is how it which is the vibe that I got from it. But yeah. And Sarah Rosa actually um, mentioned something. Colton's ex-girlfriend is Allie Raisman, the Olympic gymnast, who was one of many Olympic gymnasts to come out, uh, speak out about, um, like, a culture of sexual abuse that was going on within um, U.S. gymnastics and, in particular, with the uh, doctor, Larry Nasser, mm-hmm. and and um, to take him to court and be in that whole court battle over, you know, athletes and sexual abuse and all that. So we got to watch Colton and Kaylin's relationship grow even more through a one-on-one date, but we also got to see a couple other relationships, um, you know, neither take the next step or just get some more time and get a little more connected, um, not necessarily through one-on-one dates, but in particular, one person was Hannah G. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So was it during the rose ceremony, like the cocktail party before? Yes, that's when it, it was. It was, I think, right at the beginning, and she, she stole him. She stole him, and, and they went to go talk him, in a bedroom. Took him to his bedroom, and mm-hmm. that is all you need to know. <laughs> no, they ended up making out like a lot. <laughs> there was a makeout sesh on his bed, and he like it was really intense. It, it was, was. Just, like really, and she was so. What I loved about it though was that like when Demi did that, and they didn't make out. He just, she just like weirdly rubbed his back, and that was like strange. Um, yeah, but like. 
when she did that, she came down and was, like, flaunting and, like, even came down on the robe and, like, all this stuff. And Hannah G just kept it to herself and, like, she got the first rose and she knows, like... I love her. I, I know. Um, but that was... I, I admire that about her. And it shows that she's... Even though she's one of the youngest, she's also, I think, one of the most mature there. Yes. And she's, like... I feel like she's very, like, I'm here for me and that's literally it like I'm not here for yeah. anyone else I find her so classy and just graceful mm-hmm. and like respectable and yeah. like knows you know she just is respectful of all the other people but she's yeah. also like doesn't get walked all over because she doesn't put herself in the position exactly. to be you know exactly. and is just like just so respectful of the process but is also you know trying to get like her relationship she's with Colton. she's there yeah. for yeah, yeah exactly um was anything else highlighted during the um, cocktail party because that was like my big thing for me <laughs> I think me and my friends like talked over the rest of the episode for that because we were like wow that was cute <laughs> that was cool yeah. oh um Tasha had a one-on-one date with Colton oh where yeah he took her to the beach and oh, yeah. they did the bungee jumping which oh, oh my, my god I wouldn't know I chicken no. out I'm so sorry I can't well I was actually talking about that with my friends and I was like I feel like bungee jumping off of that is like, I'd rather do that than, like, a real bungee jump. They jumped, but they bungee jumped over a pool. Yeah, but it's, like, a, I don't know, maybe a 10-foot <laughs> deep pool. Like, if you're coming yeah. from that high up, then we'll, like, That's do nothing point. for your fall. That's a good point. Bungee jumping just but scares still. me. I would never. I would never skydive. I'm sorry. I just, no, I won't. It doesn't. Not, it's not no. appealing to me. <laughs> I won't either, but. But that was cool of them to do It together. made for a cute date, yes. I'm very surprised she did it. And I am so proud of her. Me too. You know, and they overcame <laughs> it together. They worked through yeah. their fear together. So they have that little bond there now. Yeah. Because they did something cool and terrifying together. I think her. So I think Tasha, mm-hmm. Hannah G. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Hannah yeah. G. Cassie. And Kaylin are going to be the final four. Okay. What about Elise? No. No? I don't think so. I really like her, and I think their one-on-one date with the kids was really cute. She just got, like, zero time this week. I think that that was cute, and I think that they do have a connection, but I think ultimately he is going to... Well, the reason I say Tasha is because even though their relationship is just starting, so, like, in that aspect, I'm not super confident, but there is a girl of color in the final four pick. Of the girls remaining, I just think that she's one of them, and I see their relationship progressing, and I think they always have fun together, and he says he's really confident and, like, happy around her, and so, yeah, that's that's why I think that. (laughs) Yeah, it really seemed to, like, they connect really well. Yeah, they connected She's so sweet. really fast uh, on that date. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do like her. And, I mean, they've only had one date, but they did seem to really connect on the little time that they got. Well, I he just... also says that even when they just talk alone, like, separ- like away, like, even in group, you know, the cocktail parties and stuff like that, even when they do have those, like, I don't know, maybe, like, the two, three moments that they've had for a few minutes, like, he's felt really comfortable around her. Yeah. So, that's good. That's true. Yeah. I Natural like her. Comfort. I think she's really down to earth. Um, I don't know. I'm holding on to my girl, Elise, but I do... I think she's going to make it far. Yes, I do too. But I don't think she's going to make it final four. And we do have that one preview where she's crying and says, I don't think I can accept a proposal from you. So, so okay. I'm wondering so, how far in that is where I she's think, freaking out. I think it's like she could. she's almost final four. And I think that it's not necessarily like that he proposes, 
Mm-hmm. But I no. think that she's, like, realizing that she can't accept her proposal. Right. Also, there's a clip where he's, like, hugging someone, and they're, like, saying bye, I think, and they have a bag, and it looks like Caitlyn's hair. But I don't know. Mm. I don't know. It looks like... Yeah, And he's, like, was... I don't want to, like, I don't... I don't even know. He's, like, crying, like, sobbing. Like, it's so yeah. sad. You know yeah. the clip I'm talking there's, about, right? Yes. Okay. And, well, because there's clearly something that sets him off where he attempts to walk off of the set and just yeah, walk away from the show. I feel like that's people fighting. I feel like that's not the same. I don't know. I mean, because I, it's hard to tell which, like, what, what, what which parts of him having a breakdown are all one breakdown yeah. or are they multiple different breakdowns. That's true. You know, it's hard. <laughs> And then we also had the little snippet in the preview of him, like, in bed with a, with a woman. That was... No, but no, no. you can't that, tell who that is? Oh, the... There's a preview of it. So he was, like, he was making out in bed with Cassie, the, but... Or, no, with Han- Hannah G. Yeah. But there's another preview of him. Like, and in a bed bed? Yeah. Like, and in the bed. I think he was under the covers. That might be a different I show say. I'm thinking about. Because he... watching Temptation Island because of this. <laughs> Sorry. Moving <laughs> on. Nice. <laughs> But, like, you can't see who it is, though. It's, of course you can't. I mean, it's a white girl, but that you? doesn't narrow it down. Why would you be able to see who it is? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <sighs> I'm so excited. Um. <laughs> this show is getting juicy. And, like, I know people hate on it because, like, it's kind of messed up, <laughs> but it's so entertaining. And it, re- it has its bad parts. It has its really negative qualities. Oh, for sure. It's very entertaining. It's, yeah. Yeah, that's all I'll say. So, Colton sent home... Courtney and Tracy, which I'm 100% fine with. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't like either of them. That's perfectly fine with me. Um, Demi lost both of her her adversaries. Oh, my God. That's so, so true. I didn't even think about that. So we'll see if she can stir up anything else with anyone else now that she That was lost. so wild that she was saying she was like, Tracy's bad, but like. Yeah, but, but Courtney's worse type thing. But like in, in, bad, in bad words. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was a fat review. <laughs> a lot happened and I forgot most of it until right now so yeah. <laughs> I'm really happy we talked about this because this episode was really important I think mm-hmm. I think it says a lot I mean it said a lot with like the people in it and like how their relationships are developing and who they are it also brought a lot of attention to the lack of respect for other cultures in not only The Bachelor but a lot of shows like this for this week, I think that's all we have time for. Thank you, Becca, again for talking with me. Um, of course. Stay tuned as we continue to recap the season of The Bachelor. My name's Alexandra Adafera. I'm Becca Robbins. You can find Emerald Podcasts on SoundCloud, the Emerald's website, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let us know what you think of The Bachelor by emailing us at podcast at dailyemerald.com or commenting on our SoundCloud. Thanks for listening.